another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shereen. And it is the last week of October. Happy spookies, everybody. Happy Ugh. Halloween it to anybody like who cares about that. This week. Yeah. Happy Halloween to anybody who, you know, cares about Halloween, which is everybody who's sitting in this room right now recording. <laughs> All Hallows Eve. Oh, we love it so much. Yeah. Um, so we're closing out everything for Gothic Literature Month over here on the podcast. So we figured that to wrap things up a little bit, what we would talk about was um, really like, I guess, how Gothic literature has transitioned mm. from the classic versions that we know about that we've talked about in a previous episode to now and kind of like what modern Gothic literature looks like and maybe how it focuses on slightly different aspects to a certain extent or updated I should say, I guess, mm. aspects of of what you see in gothic fiction, but with, you know, twists that are often for a more modern audience. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, as we kind of uh, advance over the years, as, you know, we evolve in different ways, mm-hmm. our versions of haunting and scary changes, too. A hundred percent. What That's they so found terrifying in the 17, 18, 1900s, like, we're not going to find it as scary now. We're going to be like, haha, that's just a, that's just people getting, you know, upset over something. Like Absolutely. We go to therapy for that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? To an extent, yes. And yeah. it's true that there is like modern readers and everything have, are quite desensitized in comparison to, you know, people from, that's at a hundred, 150 years ago yeah. who would have been, who also like, if you think about times like that too, obviously, um, there was less sort of an, of an idea of free speech and religion was much more heavily pushed upon people, yeah. particularly oh, yeah. like on the Western side of the world, but even in other places as well. Um, and so that would have influenced quite a few of the stories that were being written and published around that time, because a lot of it would have had to do with more sort of like, that's it, like slightly re- religious connotations of, you know, and like the ideas of that's it, hauntings and people not moving on to another life and and things like that and what that means. And consequences based on actions that you're doing. And like those consequences are obviously of, or not obviously, but often of a religious connotation. Yes. Where if you do look at like more modern Gothic fiction, and I mean like, I say like modern and a lot of people are thinking what, like in the last 20 years? No, like really like more than that. If you Mm. think of anything past like probably like 1950 or 1960 to an extent would probably be considered like modern Gothic. Um, We transition away from that and we transition more into, again, coming back to it again, but we transition more into that Shirley Jackson-esque version of Gothic fiction, which is much more to do with the interpersonal relationships between the characters and much less to do with like... There's like a, ghost. a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah. And I think it's it's like a lot more about like ref- internal reflection of self and uh, yeah. you know guilt and um, you know kind of things that are coming back to haunt you, like your own actions that are coming back yeah. to haunt you, um, or the actions of your family members or your friends. That's what's coming back to haunt you. You know, and in a lot of the modern gothic, yeah, um, is the way I see it. No, it's true, um, and that makes itself I guess it makes itself known just in uh, even the settings yeah tend to be like yes 
is there usually a big spooky house? Always. 100% there is. <laughs> Always. Yes. Um, but it's not a castle, mm. you know, it's more just like a very, like an, a, like an older property yeah. basically that people are. <laughs> that hasn't been renovated in a long yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Or that had like, you know, like we know has had something horrible happen there and no mm. one's returned for many years mm. kind of thing. And that's sort of what kicks off like that aspect of your story as opposed to that's it like a you know very straightforward creepy gothic castle yeah. in like frankenstein or something like an old ass scary <laughs> spooky castle yeah, or setting. dracula you know like, yeah that's yeah. it you don't need it to be that anymore you i need mean, you need a spooky house because obviously but you don't need it to be um a giant cavernous space necessarily you can create that gothic atmosphere even with a slightly more modern house yeah. if the other elements and the atmosphere that's created throughout the course of the story are still gothic-esque basically yeah i mean it's funny because like as we're talking i'm like laughing to myself thinking about like when are we gonna get to like the point where we've got story like gothic stories about a giant condo on the upper east side or something there you might know? be some but there might be yeah. some you know and i'm thinking about like i know you're gonna kill me but like colleen hoover's verity um <laughs> really and, yeah because it's in this like big spooky house oh, okay. um and like the uh verity who is the woman who is supposedly like um unconscious and in a coma yeah um there's all these like weird happenings around her and so it's like this big mystery of what's going on okay. and, and you know is there a haunting going on and then no they realize well anyway I'm not gonna give away the twist but yeah okay fine. yeah no it's true don't yeah. don't spoiler everything for people yeah. who might want to actually pick it up <laughs> right um yeah and you I think that I guess what's kind of kind of cool to a certain extent like not that none of this existed before but that I find that now like a mainstream audience is being given access to more newer gothic stories that are being published that yes might be period pieces Mm. in terms of like not be set in modern day but are but still have a more modern sensibility to them and Mm. are also uh more diverse right than they used to be as far as the voices and things like that like i think in the last in the last few years anyway um if you look at authors like um, Sylvia Moreno Garcia, mm. she became she had already written like a couple of novels prior to this, but she had a really really big um, upswing when she published Mexican Gothic, yep. which you know is a novel set um, in I believe the late 1950s, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in like in and around Mexico City, and again big creepy house, mm. creepy people in the creepy mm. house, and like scary things going on there, right. and the lead character she needs to kind of figure out what's happened, mm. but it presents like a really interesting different landscape yeah um as far as a gothic novel is concerned i've read it yeah it represents like it presents like a really different kind of like look Mm. and feel to the style so even if there's a big scary house like we're still getting like a totally different flavor of where the setting is and how that impacts Mm. uh what the characters are experiencing and what like what the landscape of the story is because of that and a lot of the time when they're period pieces too they're set during some particular like socio-political movement of some sort as well which definitely also adds to those elements also so like because she's had a good few of those there was mexican gothic there's i've yeah okay she'd also written a book called the doctor of daughter uh, the daughter sorry of dr moreau Um, which is like an updated version, sort of the island of Dr. Moreau, but Mm -hmm. like from a different sort of perspective Perspective. anyway. Mm -hmm. um, You know, so these things kind of present like an interesting new look at an old 
genre. classic yeah. to a certain extent. And there's something, um, yeah, there's something like uh, a book called House of Hunger by, uh, what is it, Alexis Henderson, which is kind of an updated version of an Elizabeth Bathory story, okay. sort of, who's that, she was a Hungarian countess in... I forget which century, honestly, who uh, was uh, accused of uh, killing many of like her slaves and bathing in their blood in order to main- oh, remain youthful. She was a big, uh, for people who aren't aware, she was actually quite a, a big inspiration for Bram Stoker when he wrote Dracula, oh, along really? with Vlad Tepish, who was the um, like war lord, whatever you'd like to call him. Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, yeah, that's it, exactly, <laughs> who he had written about. Um, Elizabeth Bathory was also, also a very big source of inspiration for him when he wrote that story. Ooh, that word does not belong with someone like that, inspiration. Uh, no, not particularly, unfortunately. <laughs> but, however, that really yeah. is the case. And when he was writing the novel, he was heavily inspired by tales of what she had allegedly done to um, to people uh, several, you know, yeah. several years earlier. And I do think something that's cool as well, uh, I'm kind of like on a kick of it, I guess, um, <laughs> with like the more modern ones, I do think what's cool as well is that what we've gotten a lot of in the past, like, maybe 30, 40 years that's really added to that is the um, idea or the addition of Southern Gothic yes, in there as well. Yes, that has come up, hasn't it? Which yeah. adds like a whole other type of element and type of story and also is very often modern yeah. most of the time or set like, you know, that's it like in a, in a modern enough era, mm-hmm. um, but has like a very cool, very different like flavor to it and style to it and you're so much likely to get a really different setting yeah in a southern gothic novel there isn't necessarily a big creepy house at least in the couple that i read there isn't always a big creepy house no. sometimes it's small properties in yeah. places or it's like a place in within a village or a town mm-hmm. um or the idea i guess that a whole village or a whole town is haunted by the actions of past yeah i was gonna people. say like it's it's like they take that human inter like interpersonal relationships and they apply apply it to a location yeah you know in that's the southern it gothic and there is um there's such an atmosphere created in southern gothic stories because it's hot like well that's it you know like, so there's just like something the like same, it's like cold no like it's chilly. in it's in the bayou and yeah. it's sticky and everybody's like you know like well, there's uncomfortable like a, there's like a smell aspect that gets added to it yeah there? yeah oftentimes yeah. i think that's that's definitely part of it's part of the descriptions well. often yeah that's um, it like i like um you know i'm trying to think of one that i guess like wouldn't have like a, a huge house involved oh right okay so i've read a novel uh, by sherry priest called the toll mm. um which is very much like a southern gothic kind of style and it's really it has to do like it's much more supernatural um but also involves uh you know that's it like this bridge in in this small place like near a small town where people seem to just like when they pass over it something happens to them Mm -hmm. and they're they're just gone and no one understands interesting why or what's happened to these people who just get stuck in this area Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like you know a discovery into like what what that is or why that is which is a really interesting again totally different look because I find that most of the time when I've picked up a southern gothic novel it's yeah it can be there can be like an old um I don't know an old plantation house for instance or something like that is better to be haunted than an old plantation exactly like you know something like that's probably where your setting's going to be um uh, but also, you know, the Southern, like Southern Gothic, if you like, is mostly just for 
con- like context is mostly set within like the southern United States, yeah. for instance. So it's like this niche that's come out of that area. Um, you know, and if you think of, I guess, like the amount in certain areas, like places like Louisiana and mm-hmm. things that have a lot of like voodoo. voodoo. Yeah. Um, and if you think of uh, in like New Orleans, like, you know, uh, what was her name? Um, Delphine de la Lorie, mm-hmm. I believe, who also was a woman, uh, a woman of high ranking, um, quite in the oof, 1800s, I think, who also um, was found out to have been torturing and murdering several Good of Lord. the basically Ladies, the slaves what are you doing who were working um who were working for her and for her family um super fucked up if you guys watch the coven season of american horror story kathy bates oh, plays okay, that's, okay. So madame de la yeah that's what i thought okay because when you were talking about the other person a moment ago who bathed in other people's blood yes. i'm like was that meant to be kathy bates no. in um the coven in coven no i knew that there no, was she's, someone she's delphine de la okay um yeah yeah so that would have been like and that was what she was found out to have been doing to people horrible horrible um you know so i think because like the south has these these stories or these legends basically that have been created about this it's really easy to flip that Mm. into fiction and make it into something else for sure like it's already got that like spookiness about it oh yeah so it's very easy to set a story there but you know as you're speaking I'm thinking about you know nowadays a lot of our modern and and I'm saying like as of in the last 20 30 years Mm -hmm. 40 years a lot of our modern um fiction is very much supernatural yeah. And so, like, we no longer kind of toe that line, like we were saying in our last episode of yeah. the Gothic, where they're kind of creeping around the edge of, like, supernatural mm-hmm. because of that religious connotation, but also because I think, you know, in in the olden days, like, it was only, um, when was it, in 1645 that we ever had our first novel, or even after that, um, the Journal of the Plague Year, yeah. that was the first ever work of fiction yeah. because it was considered a sin to lie by the church mm-hmm. and to write a work of fiction would be a sin, yeah. right? And so a lot of gothic fiction, like old gothic, would be very um, towing that line between the supernatural because they don't want to come right out and say that there's something supernatural, yeah. right? Um, but now a lot of our stories are very much, you know, vampires, vampires especially you know um witches like um these types of supernatural beings there are werewolves but i often find that we're kind of you know circling around ghosts witches and vampires very often i agree with you i think that's that tends to be what we get more than anything else because i guess that because there's such a physical transformation with werewolves i guess they wind up falling more into the monster category for sure whereas like the the vampires the witches the ghosts like it's like they could be there they could not be there yes like it could very much easily be your brain like playing tricks on you thinking that that's what's happening Mm -hmm. but that's not actually what's happening so like kind of like um uh, we've always lived in the castle yeah. how um you know Mary Cat's always saying she's a witch you know yeah I literally thought she was probably a witch yeah and then I you're just like she's oh not she's actually a witch oh she's a witch and then you're like oh no yeah. never mind no no, no, no. <laughs> never mind um and so so like I find that in the modern gothic it's almost like you know do we have that divide between like the supernatural and the gothic like we used to mm-hmm. or is it kind of morphing into a similar genre at this point you know yeah where they're 
there are elements of many elements of supernatural within those gothic mm-hmm. or it's a supernatural story and there are many gothic elements exactly. that are tacked on to it as opposed to like you're saying as opposed to it being like a fully separate thing yeah. where it's just like no it's fully gothic or no it's fully horror yeah exactly or supernatural whatever you'd like to call it which is true and I find and I mean I guess a good example about that because we literally talked about this a little bit I think in the last episode that we were talking about gothic fiction in is like Anne Rice really yeah. falls into yeah. that kind of category as far as modern gothic fiction that really takes that step into the supernatural because the characters that were focused on are supernatural beings. Yes, exactly. And like Anne Rice was probably one of the first ones who started to bring vampires into the mainstream um, and made it like very popular. Like I think there was a bit of a lull and then there was I Twilight agree. and then it was like, holy shit, now it's vampires everywhere. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've heard many times that like, vampires are meant to be like a symbol for like capitalism in our society like Interesting. sucking like the life out of you kind oh okay of. um okay we saw this movie at a film festival this summer oh god that that was basically what they were saying right well yes that movie there's a russian film that we watched anyway at a film festival um this past summer that basically basically used that exact I guess that exact idea that yeah. vampires are like the height of capitalism yeah. and they suck everything from the rest of society. Like that's pretty yeah. much what the message was behind right. that film. That's basically what it was. So I think that, yeah, I think that for a more modern um, audience, it's not just a question of like, uh, this is a scary thing like, that's going to oh, come it's kill scary. me. Oh my God, it's yeah. going to kill me. No, it's like, it's going to drain the, <laughs> the like life, the life out of yeah. everything that it comes across <laughs> kind of thing. You're like, Oh, like, you know, that is in some ways, like it, it's the, the way that we live yeah. in some ways, you know? So, so I've heard that before that, you know, vampires are, are that symbol. And then going back to what we were saying about like the Gothic genre being like a, a commentary, like a social commentary or like a, a self-exploration, yeah. um, you know, maybe that's where we're headed is now we're using these um, su- supernatural beings as like symbols for like um, uh, commentary on what's going on socially. Yes, it's true. No, know? it's true. I think that I think that that's probably like a good way of of looking at them. And then if you take that, that's it. You can kind of take like, you know, cause a lot of Gothic stories have like certain political and social commentary yeah. within them. So now I guess our vessel that we're using for that to a certain extent to drive that point home with more modern stories is whatever supernatural being or beings mm. happen to be featured in any given story that's being published. So is it the vampires? Is it like, you know, like witches who are running things behind the scenes because they can manipulate certain things? Like, is it any other kind of character? And depending on, it can be cool kind of depending on where your Gothic story is set Mm -hmm. because, um, so many cultures across the world have, uh, so many different supernatural types of creatures or legends legends about them in all of in like you know that are very common in those areas so it's so fun that you can add like a more like local kind of style uh whoever the author is like you know like whatever it is that they grew up with they're able to take a lot of like you know what they were told when they were younger and legends Mm. that are passed along within like their culture their society and use that yeah um like yes like vampires you know can be are kind of worldwide to a Mm. certain extent at this point but you know you can if you go like into like the southern gothic gothic there can be like swamp monsters and there can be like like cool like different things that are only like sort of 
low... What were you talking about the other day? Bog bodies or something? Yeah, it was bog bodies. Yeah. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you could make something very gothic about that. Because oh, I don't think I don't think there's ever been like a full understanding as to how those bodies wound up in the bogs yeah. in the first place. Like, were they executed and placed there uh did they die in an area that was that became a bog like at a later time like Mm. were they buried but then like unearthed by like i don't know i don't i don't know i'd have i might have to look more into it honestly i'm not sure if there's any answer but i don't know that there is a full answer Right. right now for every instance of this having been discovered it's so strange I find it fucking fascinating. I'm just, I'm like, it's so gross. It's very, it's very weird. Like, sometimes it's just, I don't know. So that's one of those things I find this is a totally, like, different subject. Sorry, guys. But <laughs> this is, it's one of those things where, like, uh, sometimes I find, like, you find certain things out that, like, the, like, the earth can do or mm. that, like, organisms in the earth can do or particular, like, area is just prone to like doing this one thing like or it has like this one like reaction within the atmosphere and it's just so interesting like Mm. the earth is such an interesting place and so many interesting things can happen here definitely it's just fascinating it is it really is like you know life finds a way yeah pretty much (laughs) thank you for quoting jurassic park (laughs) anyway uh uh, we're digressing yeah but it's true that but it is true, like, to kind of bring it back around that that's it. In in general, I think that, I guess, gothic horror, especially now, newer stories that are published are a pretty good way of commenting on society without commenting on it yeah. to a certain extent simply by using the characters and their circumstances and any, you know, creatures that might exist within that world that's been created to make a point. Definitely. Um, yeah. So it just it, it brings it back around, and it's just interesting. I'm... Like even, you know, I guess it's, in, I, I think what I haven't really seen very much that would be interesting to come across more and they, it's possible that there are some books like this that exist and I just haven't read them within like more modern Gothic is that I'd be really interested to see something in a very modern setting as a, like with very Gothic elements to it. Yeah. Um, and with like sort of add the use of technology to that and just kind of see what that would do how would that change well that's what i was thinking you know when we started talking and we were saying modern like uh, so in literature a lot of the time when you say modern you're talking about like from 50 60 years ago um so we're not quite there but like when you start thinking about like actual modern like you think ai right like you think like um like emerging technologies and i'm sure that there's got to be a good gothic you could write about like ai taking over yeah that's it just how (laughs) interesting would that be right to look at it from the perspective of like a fully modern story set Mm -hmm. with uh, you know access to all of that sort of all of those technological advancements that exist now Mm -hmm. and how would that change and could you still keep that story Mm -hmm. with like a very gothic sensibility to it and there might be stories out there already that are like this and we just haven't heard of them or read them oh totally possible like maybe somebody listening has heard of it yeah and god like let us let us know i'd be fascinated to see like that's it like what writers have done with those sorts Mm -hmm. of ideas like how they've taken them and what they've done with those to uh to like really make like this gothic story that exists within like a a very modern and very like technologically advanced set world um but what do you guys think of like sort of gothic fiction overall are you more drawn to like the older versions of it do you prefer like a spooky castle do you prefer like a slightly more modern updated version of that um 
that focuses more on characters and less on like story arc, like whatever the situation is, uh, you can let us know about that over on Instagram, on threads, and on TikTok at Fully Booked CA. You can also check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. And if you're still here with us for Gothic Fiction Month, which I hope you are, uh, <laughs> please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening because it really helps us get the show out in front of more people. But until next week, guys, and a whole new discussion, keep on listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.